I don't know. I may I might think about putting some investment into a higher grade Velcro or something because like the stuff that I bought is turning out to not be a as permanent of a uh, fixture for the puzzles, the wall puzzles as I, as I was. Is it some kind of Velcro? Is that what's holding it in place right now? Oh yeah, yeah. It, it was it was Velcro. It was I blew them. Oh, glue them God. to the wall. <laughs> you have never, just, you, you, like, you have no intention of moving, right? Just just glue them to the wall. Build the puzzles with glue on the wall. <laughs> Don't make mistakes. <laughs> so, sort of like cement, like make a frame in advance to stabilize it, and then just as soon as you get a piece, just super glue it. Uh, it'll, that, that's effectively the jigsaw puzzle version of Craggle. That is, that is confidence in your puzzle building right there. <laughs> it's also you confidence that you're always going to want that puzzle on your wall. Yeah, so pick a good one. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bright Guy and Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Levick. Joining me for this episode is someone who I wouldn't be surprised if his next Halloween costume is Ralph Boner, Josh George. I mean, it would only make sense. Like, I got to kind of continue the evolution, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, that's true. You did do the Quicksilver thing. Yeah. And uh, next, you already heard him, but uh, I think he's someone who I'd have to say is probably the most likely to make a Boner joke, Mike Bradley. (laughs) I mean, it's just cliche if I do it. <laughs> I didn't know if you had one on tap. If you were going to be that I mean, quick. whether I do or not, like, it's just, I don't, I, I avoid being cliche in every way <laughs> I possibly can. So I don't want to make this any harder on you than I have to. Oh, there it is. <laughs> so, yeah. So with this, we are, we are back. We promised we would be for the conclusion of WandaVision. We'll be talking about the final two episodes, probably the series as a whole. Um. So before we get into it, and you know, it's just easier to throw out the spoiler warning now, so we're not uh, getting caught in anything later. Uh, so if you are not caught up with the entire series from here on out, we will be discussing anything that has happened in this show. Uh, so again, if you haven't finished, pause us now. Come back to us after you've finished. Uh, this will be your final warning for spoilers because we're just itching to get into this one now. So final warning: spoilers to follow. Wee wee spoiler. Wee wee spoiler. You know, something like that. Okay, so we are gonna free to be talking whatever the hell we want to for this show. We've covered the first <laughs> what seven episodes, so we have eight and nine left. Yep. Um, but since this is over, and you know, we can sort of backtrack if we want to, but I'm sort of just kind of want to start with you guys and basically just like are are you satisfied with the end of the series? Because I know we, we spitballed a lot of theories, we spitballed speculation. I'm I'm just kinda curious since we now know what I think most of what we talked about was basically complete bullshit. Uh, did that take away from your enjoyment of the show at all? Or or are you good with the way everything played out? I mean, personally, I'm not going to look at a show with expectations of them meeting what my theory was or my theory being correct or anything like that and then have that affect my enjoyment of it. You know, we were way the fuck off based on just about <laughs> all of our guesses theories everything like i had a couple things wrote down like things that we got right was like ralph did matter 
Like Ralph wasn't we did we we talked about it like throughout both episodes like Ralph's going to be somebody. Right. We just didn't realize what like how insignificant it was going to be in the end who Ralph was. Um and I mean I I don't have any problems with how they wrap things up. Um I have questions. Yeah. Of course, abound. But in terms of how they did it, I enjoyed the ending of it. Um, again, you guys know me as an avid X-Men fan. And seeing the Scarlet Witch come to fruition, become the Scarlet Witch. Um, In a mostly comic yeah, that was amazing. costume. Like, it's great. Yes, and having it be like... Having it not look as dumb as it would if it was not the way they did it. Yeah. Right. They managed to get the comic book look without it being, you know, the comic book look of her just wearing a weird thing on her head. Right. Which made no sense and still makes no sense when you look at the art. But it ma- it makes me excited to see maybe they'll actually take that shot with Wolverine and put him in the blue and yellow, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Well, uh, you know, we'll see. Um, Fox didn't have the balls to do that, so maybe Marvel will. Really, at this point, if we don't get an X-Men team in full fucking costumes, like like comic-accurate costumes, I'm going to be thoroughly disappointed. If anybody's going to do it, I think Marvel's got to do it. The, the, yeah, we I'll, need the blue I'll team and the that, gold team. I'll yeah. call that a significant percentage. Like, however you want to work out the accounting, of a significant percentage of that $70 billion they spent to buy Fox Studios yeah. wasted. Like, Fox teased it at the end of one of their movies. They had them all in the danger room in comic-accurate costumes, and they said, next movie, fuck you. Nope, we're going back to this just unitard-looking thing. Nope. Well, and it, which one was it? The end of... Was it The Wolverine at the end? Or... Oh, yeah, the deleted scene that they cut. Yeah, where you got to see the costume, but yes. it wasn't on Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Like, he wasn't in costume, but you got to see it in, like, a little display. And it was like, oh, they're going to do it next time. And then they didn't. Yeah. Um, But here we get to see the Scarlet Witch for real to kind of, because I could go down that rabbit hole forever. <laughs> but we get to see the Scarlet Witch for real here. We get to see a bit of an explanation about her powers um, and where things might go with those in the future um you know the post credit scene there kind of hints at things but we don't really know what and you know i honestly like guessing fuck who knows yeah like i could guess a million things and i'm just like I, it's not gonna i mean that's par for the course for our for what we've been doing so far for wandavision so yeah i threw a bunch of shit at the wall into in two of our shows here and none of them actually stuck so yeah uh, Josh, what's your takeaway from the finale? How do you feel? Uh, if I, 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 I immediately realized that r- really what I'm going to have to do is in a couple of weeks, uh, I'm just going to have to binge this over maybe like two days. You know, take out the, you know, eight minutes of credits and the weeks in between. Um, again, but we're back to... I, I, I think because we've been presented this kind of material from these creators for so long in just a cinematic sense. We're, we're generally at a movie theater. It's a two to two and a half hour clip. It, it's just a different way to digest this. And as we talked about in the last two review episodes about this, um, but this specific material from these specific creators as well. And so 
we have to adjust our expectations and our approach to it because while you know in between films we can all do we can do the same speculation and guesses and talk about where we think the story is going to go and what a character might do but it's not as it's not going to be the same thing as watching a show for eight weeks and finding all those little pieces and then only to find out as mike said you know that 98 percent of everything that we thought mattered or or was an inside reference just turns out to be nothing you know at least it's, i mean we were 100 percent certain at one point that the multiverse had been exposed here by quicksilver's appearance. oh yeah we were convinced yeah. there was no other way to it there was no other explanation there the was, whole um, evan peters thing is a whole separate thing i want to get on but let's yeah, let's okay. try to focus on this the uh, uh, uh the Director did a very lengthy interview um, on another podcast recently, and he specifically uh, mentioned like it was it was after the last episode aired, and so he even addressed the idea that look, I didn't mean for everybody to think that I was talking about the Fantastic Four when I just write you know when when we when when the writing team wrote the line, hey, I have an engineering friend I can call on. Right. That that that's just dialogue. Yeah. And we're guilty of it too. You know, we just wanted everything to be something. Whereas so everything is just storytelling. It's all part of it, but not everything has to be nods and illusions and foreshadowing and significant. Yeah, I'm going to sort of spin off to that and sort of get into how I think too, but and it's what you said, I think with the difference between this is the first Marvel TV show. It's something we've got over eight weeks spaced in between the difference with the movies is it's a two, two and a half hour thing where you're in the theater and then you have to wait six months or whatever for the next one. Or, and sometimes, you know, a couple years for the sequel to that thing. So some of these things that they start name dropping or teasing in the course of that two hours are answered and wrapped up over the course of two hours. So during the course of your movie watching experience, you're spitballing all this stuff. They name drop an engineer. You're going read Richards. And then by the end of the movie, you know, if you are right or wrong, there's no, weeks in between to really let it simmer and come up with all these harebrained theories because the movie should basically answer most of that stuff over the course of two hours. Because this is broken up and you get weeks in between, like you said, we get to just spitball and the mind goes wild as to what could be happening and where this is going to go. So my takeaway from this series is I loved it, but because of all this stuff, and I blame myself, I'm also slightly disappointed. And it's for these same reasons, is the, the internet has fucking you know whether you try to avoid it or not i think just our speculation of ourselves and then even stuff that i catch on online starts planting those seeds of like ooh, wouldn't it be cool if ooh, wouldn't it be cool this maybe this actually means this and it's the same reason i think for this podcast we stopped really digging into trailers because i was doing that with trailers where i'd start <laughs> to formulate a better what i think might be a better idea or a better story Eventually, you go see the movie or see this thing, and it's not anything for what you speculated. That I still could bring up the fucking Force Awakens trailer we talked about and talked about <laughs> Ray's stick for 45 minutes. It's nothing. It's a stick. Like, <laughs> this is how I feel for half of this stuff now. So, I don't know. Like, and the other thing I think what this show did right and what should have been fairly obvious from the start is the show was called Wanda Vision. Marvel was very good at writing character stories. This show is about Wanda and Vision and it su succeeds very well in that sense. For anyone that thought this show was going to be other anything other than a character study of Wanda and Vision, then you were already in it with different expectations. 
And I think I have to do a better job just personally trying to keep out all of the other theories and like just take the show for what it is and not build these things up in my head for what this show could give us and which, and just kind of go with it. So which is fair, but I think that can be forgiven to a certain extent because I'm like, I do not think I'm going to go into Falcon and Winter Soldier in 10 days or by the time you guys are hearing this, it's, you know, coming this friday probably yeah um with those same expectations or with that same mindset i'm expecting that to be a fairly self-contained six to eight episode story and it's something to tell you what's happening between the pages yeah and maybe it'll have you know uh, some 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 loose tissue to other things later on but i think with wanda being a slight exception um because we were told from the very first time this project was announced publicly from the mouth of the feige that this will feed directly into dr strange right that is how he introduced the project right so you're already going in with that and as you go along i think fairly there are three or four things that occur throughout the show that don't seem that irrational for people to think that they could mean something broader. Right. I think definitely the level of everything we all got into went way too far. Well, I think the, I mean, the movie spoiled us. We're used to the MCU being in movies where they have the budget and the time to do things like that. They pay off the stuff that they lay breadcrumbs for. So maybe just the way they True. produce the television shows or these series is different. They Maybe they don't have the budget that... Well, obviously, they probably don't have the budget that the movies do. They are expensive shows and series compared to other shows and series. But from a movie budget standpoint, it's nowhere near what they're costing to make this stuff. So maybe they just can't bring in those actors. Or at the same time, you know, it, it is their show. They don't want to be distracted by other characters that pop up or cameos or any of that stuff like that. So that could factor into it, too. We're just used to seeing that in every other Marvel movie where there's a cameo or a some sort of end credit scene that's going to set up the next one and show someone else in there. Like, you know, by the time we got well, to Civil War, how many think of how many characters spun off into Civil War from other movies. Like, that was mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. See, but for me, you do have all that going on. Because we get introduced to Monica as an adult who's going to be Photon. We see how she got her powers. Her origin story is essentially happening. In this show, we didn't know that was coming. Right. That's something we got. We got the origin story for Photon. We got cameos from Darcy, from Jimmy Woo, from... like Fair it, point, yeah. Th- this Very stuff true. was happening. It just wasn't what people wanted. Right. You know, they, it wasn't... People were like, oh, the X-Men, Fantastic Four, they want these big, huge reveals. And those are big, huge reveals that are going to take time, especially with them just having got the purchase put through. Like, it's, you know, so getting what we got, I think, was good. Did I want to see some kind of nod to the X-Men or some something? Yeah. Would I have loved to seen it for the Fantastic Four? Yeah. Am I upset that I didn't? No, not really. Like, it's like, okay, but it'll happen. They're still happening. Those things are still going to be coming from Marvel at some point. We just didn't get the breadcrumb here to lead us there. That's, you know, even when we talked before, I think we tried to rationalize it, too, that these things are not cast 
for whatever. Like, X-Men has not been talked about since they got Fox. The only thing we have from Fantastic Four is that they're making a movie and a, we have a tentative release date. That's it. And a director. We have a director for that. Like, there's, there's no way in hell they cast those characters already. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure from the moment that, it, probably even before, you know, I, I got to imagine people started in those offices, started their own fan casting before they ever had the rights to it. And the moment that they got them, they said, okay, now what can we actually turn into a, a, a business reality? Right. I, you know, th those things are already happening behind the scenes. They have to be. But because it's not part of the public slate whatsoever, there's no reason for us to think that, like I said, we just, we all, it's a, it, it, it's a broad answer to, to, some, you know, some of the questions that you're asking already. Did you enjoy it? Yes. Did, the reason I think I have to go back and just sort of binge through it is I need, I would like to enjoy it again, knowing that I don't have to worry about right. analyzing anymore and yeah. take it in again and just see if I enjoy it anymore not that i didn't immensely it's like can i take this from a 97 to a 98 or 99 right yeah, yeah you know um we all did that to ourselves and so we probably all impacted the enjoyment we we were having now that i can just ex you know i know that's a, I, I i'm not disappointed whatsoever i just know that i might have a different enjoyability experience knowing what it's not which right. is which is fine because what it is is still amazing and great, and that's typically like when we do movie reviews for like new releases and stuff. We try to talk about movies when they come out. I always try to see the movie twice because the first time, you know, we do the same thing where it's you're digging into it, trying to pick up every little thing that you you can, and then you almost have to see it again just to let it sort of like wash over you, and just let it happen. Or you know, the viewing experience could be vice versa, where you let it wash over you the first time and then dig into it the second time. Either way there are two separate viewing experiences to be had between a first and second viewing. So you're right. I think, I think watching the show again from start to finish would be a very good thing to do. And I'm going to have to do that myself too. Um, so just kind of like general thoughts, I guess, what did you guys think of the, the, the cast? Cause I think and we talked about it before, but even more prevalent, I think by the end of it too, Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany deserve some kind of award, especially Elizabeth Olsen. I think she did fucking phenomenal in this series. They're both fantastic uh, at what they do. Yeah. And, I mean, that's shown, you know, it, Paul Bettany has taken some questionable movies in his time, and he still kind of carries them, even though they're, like, priest. Yeah. And, thing, like, things oh, that were just not... <laughs> yeah, like, things that were just not good, he still manages to carry. And, you know, Elizabeth Olsen comes out of the shadow of her sisters to actually be this incredible actress. Which that let's, wasn't just a child star. Let's debate this for a second. Arguably, to people who are younger than 30 or at definitely 25, good chance they don't even know who the Olsen twins are. Yeah, she is the only Olsen as far she, as anyone's yeah, concerned. Like she, to them, she's probably right. not the younger sister of twins who were child actors, etc. They, you know, she is but her. Michelle yeah. Tanner. I mean, they were Michelle Tanner. That's right. It. I mean, they did a bunch of stuff after that, but they're basically just doing like clothing line and stuff now, aren't they? Aren't they, aren't they like now, fashion I have no idea designers what or something? Yeah, I know they had video games at one time. Oh. <laughs> just like all the Barbie video games that are probably floating around. 
You know, I to my understanding, actually, I want to. There's a YouTube series I watched that was like randomly reviewing them. There's one of them that's actually not a bad platformer. A Barbie game. <laughs> uh, uh, or Elizabeth Olsen or twins. the Olsen twins. Okay. Yeah. Evidently, one of them's not a bad platformer. <laughs> the rest of them are complete dog shit, like you would expect. But yeah. one of them, I think it was the Game Boy one, is not a bad platformer. <laughs> but nonetheless, she came out of it. She's fantastic. Um, Catherine Hahn did fantastic. Uh, although I felt like the last episode there when they try to make her evil, I don't know if she's just too likable. You know, like it. I don't know. I, I, I think know. I know. It's like I, I, it, it, I have, I have too many memories of her from Anchorman and Bad Moms, and those kinds of roles to one hundred percent buy her dark side yet. Yeah. Just because, just because of that exposure bias but not to say that she didn't do a, a good job at all she she was great yeah i think she she yeah i'm with you i think i think she she almost has a little bit of like the the melissa mccarthy syndrome like you know her mm-hmm. in that type of role and that's the only thing you think of when you think of katherine hot and they use that to the advantage of the first part of the series because that's the same role she's playing so it fits what you know it's her of so when she makes the turn, it's still a little bit tough to buy, but you know I rolled with it. It's fine. I'm with, I'm with Mike though. I think like in episode like seven and eight, I'm like okay, she's basically I don't want to say like she's just playing a dick, but she's sort of on that cruel end of power. Yeah. Whereas I think in in that last one they tried to yes turn her as, as to try to make her a more believably evil personality and and i wasn't 100 percent there yet so we'll spin into this because this is kind of one of my questions i'm trying to think about it again and maybe this would help if like josh said if we watch the series from start to finish trying to just think about the last couple episodes and what agatha and Catherine hans character does what is her plan what is she trying to accomplish because i'm still fuzzy on what she's trying to do is she just after Wanda's power? Is she just trying to learn how she did it? That's that's the goal? She wants Wanda's power. She wants to consume Wanda's power like she did to the witches that made her as powerful as she is. So is she it just a selfish, like, I just want to be the most powerful witch, that's it? I, I think she so. She wants yeah. to be more powerful. I and don't know. She didn't, did, she obviously didn't realize fully what Wanda really was. Like I, At some point at the beginning of it, how, I, the the one thing I'm still not positive of, and, and this is like a sidebar question, but I think it relates to this. So in what is it like episode seven or eight? They show us Wanda. They show the origin. Wanda finding the town, finding the property. She breaks. Right. That is one thing that I think we all sort of figured was going to come into play in some part of this. Yeah. Right. How? When? Why? Does Agatha get in there? Is she already there? They don't show her sensing something and coming into it. They never show her crossing the barrier inside. How she ends up inside the mirage, so to speak, like in the hex. Do they ever explain that? No. Well, at the start of it, you were able to enter freely. You just couldn't leave. I don't. I think mean, if could, I had to guess, I mean, I'm I'm sort because... of expecting if she's like sort of on the witch level of like 
if, I think if she's that powerful looking to suck witch powers off of people, uh-huh. I think from what Wanda did, I think that's enough to uh, save it, Mike. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you say suck witch powers off <laughs> This is the first thing that came to mind. Um, but, you know, whenever Wanda created the hex, I think that was probably enough for her to, to feel it, maybe. And I'm I'm under the impression she went there because of that. Like, the same reason we okay. all was sort of expecting Doctor Strange to show up, I think that's why Agatha showed up. She, she's drawn to it in some same. way. She understands it's there. So, okay. Right. I just, she she hand, noticed that it happened. Like, it right. created a surge of power that a witch would notice. Detectable thing. Okay. I can buy that. I just wanted to, number one, make sure that I didn't miss that part. Um, but number two two i think it like would not have been that difficult for them i think i think that's an a strange detail for them not to have illustrated but it's kind of yeah. an important one um but um i i think yeah her idea was how whether she was there already she came into it etc she obviously knew who wanda was in terms of you are one of the avenger girls yeah you know, she knows her as that. And as she sort of reveals to her, she she suspected that much of what she had seen her do. And then as she learns that backstory in what episode eight, I think, um, of uh, things that she had done in her past from being a child, she starts to recognize, oh, no, no, no. Whatever you think you are, Wanda, you're actually a witch. Yeah. And I think she suspected that at first. But, yeah, I think her ultimate goal is learn learn about her because she's not entirely sure yet and then once she understands especially when she understands what you know agnes feels she actually is then yes the goal is get rid of you take what is yours for my own well for the next step too because when she's finally defeated she says to wanda like you don't know what you've done here you're gonna Mm -hmm. need my help later like she seems to know something else is coming so is she I, trying I to get power for herself to keep at bay whatever's coming? Does she... Well, that that's exactly why I think the explanation as to how and why Agatha got there in the first damn place is important. Because it could help understand her motivation better. Right. Which they may be saving for later. I suppose. Because if they tell you now, they reveal the big reveal of whatever it is. If there's a big reveal at all. Well, it depends. I think, like, her motive, her, her, what becomes her motivation towards the end of the story could easily be very different as to how she, how and why she wandered onto the scene to begin with. Her reason sure. for pursuing her in the first place, you know, evolves as she learns more about her and, and witnesses all of it. Um, but I, I think lamely, the only thing I can come to the conclusion of, because we have not yet been given more, is... Yes, she wanted to take this ability of Wanda's for herself, and and uh, just so she has it. And for what purpose, I don't think we know yet. Yeah, yeah. Because I, Agreed. I guess my gut reaction was, well, if she knows what's coming, and she thinks that if Wanda's, if she's telling Wanda, you're going to need my help whenever this thing happens, why is she there trying to suck Wanda's power? Why didn't she just go there to ask Wanda for help to stop whatever the hell's coming? Like, if we're just going to end up right back there to begin with, it just seems like wasted well, it, energy here yeah and i think well, that's i think that's dependent on what she meant by that because if it it, it, it it could be the difference of wanda i need to take this from you because one of us has to 
deal with what you've done versus Wanda, you what what might come of this doesn't have to happen, but because you don't know what you have and what you're doing with it, it will be a side effect. But okay, so give it, me your stuff because I'm the experienced one. I can do it. You can't. Yes, and I'm telling you there could be side effects to this. If I had it, I know either how to avoid them or how to mitigate them and deal with them. You okay. don't even realize. But that might, again, that might have been that might not have been so the reason she's there in the first place. So the reason she's there in the first place could be a whole nothing burger kind of thing sure. here from one respect in that at the end there, what we see happening really is Wanda absorbs her power. Right. Is that not like I'm under the assumption that's what we see happen, right? We Wanda takes her power away from her. Yes. I, I believe so. I agree with okay. that. Okay. So in taking her power away... Maybe she's simply telling Wanda, you don't understand what you've just absorbed from me. You don't understand the oh, power okay. that you've just taken, and you have no idea what's about to happen to you because of what you just took out of me. Okay, yeah, I didn't interpret it that way, but I could see that. I could I could spin it that way. Same. In just so much as that there's not necessarily like that reveal or that reason that she came there to take the power, I'd say that's a possibility, is that you know, it, it, it's going to create a problem for Wanda inside Wanda. See, in I think all way. these, all these Mephisto theories we were spinning about last time <laughs> we talked. I'm like, this is gonna be. That's what's coming next. Like the two of them have to fight Mephisto. That's that's what I'm banking on now. And and again, that post credit scene, I could see that being what's going on there. Yeah. Because you know, you hear the kids scream, and she's looking at the book, and it. I mean. I don't know where else that could lead, right. but I guess we find out later, as opposed to trying to guess again at what it is and just get it slapped in our face that it's not. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, do you think Agatha, I, Agatha's tease of you'll need me, do you think she's going to be in Doctor Strange also? Like, we know Scarlet Witch is going to be there. Who knows? Is it going to be then that she's needed, or is it some other time? You know, or are they saving know. her for, like, season two of WandaVision? Because we still don't know where Vision I, went. He fucked off, too, like. Yes, thank you. Well, I asked three different I, people this. In terms of season two, I will say that on Disney Plus it is labeled as the series finale. Oh, okay. So we think it might be so, one and done. Yeah, as far as I understand, it, series finale means that's it. Right. So maybe there's maybe they're but, trying to label these as mini series instead of actual like TV series. Well, some of them might be recurring shows. True. See, yeah. I can see certain ones being recurring and other ones being a one-off like this. Yeah. Like I don't see Loki being multiple seasons, but I could see Falcon and Winter Soldier being multiple. Yeah, that le definitely leads to like the the buddy cop <coughs> type of show. Um, and yes, Vision. I think it, like there's two major things that this show accomplished in terms of its purpose for being a part of the Marvel universe and what they're doing. Three, if you consider Photon being, you know I mean, like Monica getting her powers and all that. But first you have Scarlet Witch becoming the Scarlet Witch, getting the book and all that starting, and the other is resurrecting Vision. And they found a way to do it. Which is something, you know, you go back to the discussions we had, I was convinced Vision was not making it out of this show. 
the version of Vision that was in the show did not. But we didn't well, know I... about the other version of Vision not actually <laughs> even like existing in the same way that we thought it did. Right. I was. We thought she took it. Uh, yeah. They right. Led us to believe that. Up until episode eight, I think we were all working with the assumption that Vision's body is in the bubble. Like, that's the vision we've seen. Somehow yeah. that's associated with the vision that's in, in the hex. We didn't realize they were separated, that, you know, he was created from nothing and that the body's still outside the hex. So that was yeah. a big, like, oh, Jesus. Okay, now we could... And then I was convinced that the two of them were going to merge or something by the end of this and that that's how we'd get vision to survive. It is. Well, they didn't merge. He did, like, he just, like, messed with his memory a little bit. I, th I, think, I think Brian means more on, like, an actual, like, like yeah, just see sense. them both. Like vision in the hex is like the soul of vision. Vision, white vision is just the body of vision. I expected both of them to literally just merge together, and then he, you know, would get colorful again, and then be fine. I think we'll see the color come back next time we. Eventually, see yeah. I think now that he's his memory's been unlocked. Yeah, I think that's yeah. a fair assumption. But yeah, I was I I really like the way they went about it. Saying that, you know, it was the Mind Stone that allowed it to happen. And it makes sense. Vision is really just a supercomputer with feelings. Yeah. Um. So unlocking the right files, I guess, makes it so he can remember everything. Yeah. I did have a um, moment in that like scene that. in the finale there where she laughed. Well, I laughed when she explained, you know, it, it, it's a very sweet scene Um. just before the house goes away. And, like, his... Last thing, and he asks, you know, what am I? And um, speaking of, like, digressing for a moment back to, like, the uh, accolades and, and, you know, critique uh, discussion, that is one of those scenes. Like, there's, like, four or five scenes out of the series that, yeah, I could probably pick out and say that is critically worthy. Yeah. Um, is, is that like goodbye scene in the house um, as, as the wall is coming toward them. But he asks, what am I? And her, her reply, she says, you were the part of the mind stone that was in me. You know, the thing that was retained by her essence, her body, her except, you know, all that due to the experimentation and whatnot. She it, basically extracted that from herself and molded him from that because that was also the source of his being in a way of sort I think of his, I was I, I guess cell. I interpreted it differently in that she had the connection Sorry. to specifically the mind stone in him when she had to destroy it oh you think so you could uh, I'm I'm interpreting it as like that connection there was a piece of him going into her and then oh, when she okay. finally created She's the bubble that piece out. that was in her she just finally let it out okay so I could buy that but it doesn't change my reaction because i my my immediate thought was um it's like slightly different but my immediate thought was the last harry potter movie you know them explaining that you know harry you were the horcrux that you know voldemort didn't mean to make the piece of the piece of him that lives in you yeah and then bring, bringing it out but it was um a very creative way to make a, a difficult thing believable. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, all things considered, I, I like the way, like, you know, a lot of the theories we were trying to figure out, like, how Vision's there, 
you know, how he fits into what's going on. Like all, I, ultimately the way they explained all that stuff, I'm completely fine with. I think that worked a lot, like a hell of a lot for the story. I was, I was a lot, definitely not disappointed with the way they explained it away. Um, so someone else's plan that I was like, what the fuck were they trying to figure out? Was uh director Haywood's plan. The, the sword guy. Mm -hmm. Cause by the end of it, he, he gets, he, I feel like he's all over the map in the finale. Like he starts off the show seemingly trying to stop Wanda just because, you know, she creates this event. That's fine. You know, that's, that's not supposed to be there. So of course an authority figure is going to be like, okay, we have to put a stop to this because it's getting out of control. Then it changes to, no, we have to kill Wanda. Then it was changing to trying to use Wanda to power the vision. And then now it's just kill everybody. Like, by the end of that, he's ready to kill kids. He's ready to kill Monica. He's just shooting anybody that gets in his way. Yeah. I didn't understand his character arc in any way. Um, it, 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 I think if there's a I, like personal opinion, I think if there's a low point to the series, it's the writing for that character just doesn't make sense to me. I think he started off fine. And I could buy a lot of, like, what... Right. You know, as as a government agency... For someone that has survived five years where half of the world's population was gone and suddenly you're there when everyone comes back and then nine days later this fucking bubble shows up in Westview, New Jersey and you have no idea what the fuck's going on. I understand his motivation halfway through the show and then it just all goes to shit. Yeah, you're right. That's like halfway succinct. through everything yeah. seems normal. That's I mean, that's how a government agency would react to that no matter what. Yes, and seeing like, I, it, I it, could even buy him seeing Wanda as a threat again because like you've dealt with all this shit for five years and suddenly someone comes back that can destroy whatever the hell they want to and you have well, to somehow deal with that. And it's also not that long ago that like the Sokovia Accords and all that was signed in and she was considered a threat even by members of her own team. Right. You know, so it's something that I understand why they're at mentally with her where they're at, but at the same time. When, like you said, when he takes the turn towards it, it's all got to go, and he just becomes this pure villain all of a sudden. For it, it seemed like he was just a government dick, right? That they put in it, it for a good portion of the show, and then he just turns full villain out of nowhere, right? Where like his intentions seem to be good for most of this series, and then they just turn on their head, yes. Um, yeah, I didn't get that. So it's like you think about so. how he where where he started where he ultimately gets to at the end of the show and by the end of it it's just like oh he's just doing all of this to power vision but no they definitely didn't start the show that way it's just that's where we ended up so it's like you start to think, think about how we got there and nothing makes sense Well I mean I guess the other thing for me that doesn't make sense um is how they got to vision being where he's at that quickly so we go from do we know what day it is after people come back after thanos is defeated how long after that well i, I mean they, but they go they go from her trying to pop in to see him right to considering stealing him while vision is in pieces yeah Okay, so yes, they've been working on him for five years, but he is still in pieces just days before they have him put back together completely. Yeah. Which, if we were led to believe Shuri, there was trillions of connections to deal with. 
Not to mention well, his body was vibranium. Like... So where did they replace the vibranium that they took apart and then had to piece back together? Well, his the part the part of his mind though, I think that that was specifically talking about like the the overlaid consciousnesses that they that they discussed like they were they were trying to recreate that without the mind stone so if you don't care what is left behind they probably skipped that part entirely they didn't you know care to reconstruct a a a a unique consciousness so they probably skipped that part entirely I don't know, it still seems like a very fast timeline to reconstruct a a synthetic being like that. Agreed. That we've seen torn to pieces. Again, if they had just said, you know, they had him or they didn't show him in pieces or anything like that, then yeah, all right, fine, you got him back together. I mean, I'm I'm led to believe the whole show takes place over like two weeks. Right. And Is that a believable timeline to put him back together? Because I had this conversation with somebody at work too, and and we both agreed no, that's it. There's no way that that would happen if you're if you're trying to take the time for what it is. But we both just kind of like wrote it off, like, well, it's a TV show; they have to get this moving, so we're just gonna like more or less let it slide. I guess is where I ultimately ended up on it. Unless that engineer is Reed Richards, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's the one who put Vision together. I the only the only thing that really does it is hard to jump off on that is aside from the like some varying uh things i heard where like oh the beginning of the show starts like a week after tony's funeral it's like very quick but to me this is coinciding with monica's return and i don't see monica going from rematerializing in a hospital room chair to I'm in uniform at the front line in a week. I think so, they said sure. in the in the episode where she goes back to sword that it was three weeks later. Okay, even that seems a little like that. Even to me, seems like a little unnecessarily rushed. For they, yeah, I think he makes it a point to say like you're the first one back, and I you know yeah. I didn't think three weeks was a long enough time. You could have taken okay. more or something like that. Gotcha. But she came back anyway. So if if that's about where we are. Um, it is strange that, yes, they apparently since the end of Infinity War, they have visioned again. We know we talked about this. We don't know why they had Vision's body and like not the rest of the enduring Avengers or anybody, but they've had this this thing for five years. They have it in pieces. He allows her to see it because he thinks that her ability directly will be able to ignite it and act as the the, the jump switch for it. It either it doesn't or she chooses not to. And then very quickly, as as soon as they get this Wanda powered, uh, you know, drone dripping with Wanda power residue on it, they're able to engineer that within like 48 hours to be. Oh, there it is. That was the only thing we've been waiting for. Everything else is now in place. Hook it up to the machine. Now we have white vision. Well, that I guess it all comes. Down. I didn't. So, I didn't even think about that. Is like he's trying to egg her on in the root in the operating table in that in that scene when she quote unquote oh, steals yeah. him to try to power him up. I didn't even oh, think about he, that until just now when you said that. So that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, he but like I guess eggs the, eggs her on slash. He's like trying to use like vague suggestion 
like without even saying like you can do this right almost like alluding to the fact like you could do it of course (laughs) why wouldn't you in a way that she's like what i can do that what yeah so here's something i hadn't considered that i'm also gonna be like well i don't know how i feel about this because we just talked about why they have vision's body and something i we didn't talk about is that they got vision's body out of wakanda they didn't just get Vision's body in in some random field somewhere where that fight happened. That was mm-hmm. in Wakanda. Which I, the Wakandans I'm... are not exactly open to just being like, oh yeah, you want this vibranium being that was existing on our soil? Come take yeah. him. Which I presumed somebody else of the team, you know, took took him with them. You know, Steve or something like the rest of the surviving team like took him. Because he doesn't belong there. He belongs at, you know, Avengers headquarters or something. That's what and I sort it, of assumed also. It, it, it somehow went from that point to getting to them in the past. Because by that point, also think like T'Challa, the whole royal family's gone. It was it was confirmed that even their mother got got blipped. So T'Challa, Shuri, and the Queen and, and, and you know the Queen Mother are all gone. So they don't have leadership. Right. So a- after all that, you know shock and aftermath uh yeah it's easy for me to believe at some point you know uh, uh, natasha and steve take vision with them once at whatever point they finally leave and then yeah it's just fill in the blanks somewhere somewhere along the way it makes its way to sword but also i think as far as what they were doing with the body i feel like it was fairly obvious they were trying to reverse engineer vision's tech Yes. Which they might have even succeeded in doing, and that's why Sword sort of changed direction. Like, when Mana comes comes back, she seems to be surprised what the direction Sword is going and what they're working on. Which I'm I'm led to believe they used, you know, whatever they learned from Vision's corpse is what they've used to move forward on whatever tech they're using. Probably weapons-related, I would, if I had to guess. Considering they want to use him as a weapon. Makes sense to me. Makes sense. Um, um, we had talked earlier yeah. about how how we were trying to decide whether or not we wanted Wanda to end up being the villain of this show. So are you sort of satisfied that the way they they handled that? I mean, I never felt like I wanted Wanda to be the villain. I don't think I was. Well, I said, in that yeah, same whether or boat. not we wanted her to to be the villain. Oh, but yeah, I mean, I was fine with how it went. Because I was, like, I personally was not really okay with turning Wanda into a villain mm-hmm. in my own mind. Like, it's not, like, I don't feel like she was a villain as much as she was a victim of herself as well. You know what I mean? Like, she made these other people into victims, yes, but she was also a victim of really just not having control. Right. And... So is she a villain? Not really. I I think she plays more. I'm trying to think of the right term, like <laughs> an unwilling, negative participant. I mean, ultimately, she's she's grieving. This is this is the show of yeah. her dealing with the grief of of all of her losses. Um, I think I still I still was expecting them to lean a little bit more into. I guess the consequences of her actions, because I still think a lot of it felt very selfish to me for her. And I wanted them to to play up that part of it. And they, they got to, I think, by the end, like when they finally start freeing the town and you start hearing what has been going on with them for as long as they've been in there, 
that starts to get a little bit horrifying. But I think I, I was expecting them to maybe to lean into that a little bit more. I wanted, I kind of wanted more of that. Yeah. I, uh, I want to say, given, given what they were establishing in the first half, I don't necessarily think I was rooting for her to be the villain, but with the way that they established it, I didn't want there to be a cop-out for why she was not responsible. Yes, that's a good way. Yes, that's a good way to put it. And I also think, and and along with that, I am still happy how it turned out. I am not upset or disappointed or bothered by it. Um, I think an interesting direction to take, and they still might do this, is treating her in the same way as the Hulk. And Mike, the way you were talking about it got me thinking about this, which is she doesn't necessarily have to be a villain in order for her to be a threat. Right. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. And I, I even going like into whatever this is apparently, I, I also, this I, maybe this could be a jumping point to another piece, but yes, I was expecting the potential leap from whatever, like I was expecting to get much more of a clear idea of what Doctor Strange is going to be from the ending of this. Yeah. As opposed to it now feels like we will still need an act one in Doctor Strange to explain to us what the problem is in the first place. Whereas I thought the initial introduction to it would at least be prevalent and, and understood uh, to some degree here. It wasn't. Yeah. It's fine. It's okay. Um, but I, I think I, her dealing I, with the book is an introduction to that. I think what you see going on with her in the more book of an is... Illusion. Yeah, more of an illusion, whereas I, I guess I thought it would almost be much... Like, literally more of, like, a cliffhanger, like... Like, like the end of Spider-Man. You know, here Peter Parker is his, his identity. What the fuck? And it cuts. Like, you, like, yeah. that stark. I think I was expecting or, or built up in my head that it would be something like that. Or, like, literally, we're leaving you off in a threat moment. Um, again, that's right. it's it's not bad because it didn't do that. That was just my head cannon in, in advance, right? And 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 because of that, it would have had it would have positioned her at that point to be a threat, potentially or as, as related to the problem, as opposed to being the ally hero of it all right from the beginning, right? Um, and it just wasn't positioned that way, and that's again that's fine. Um, that's just where I thought we were going to be. Um, since we're sort of talking on it, do we just want to dive into the end credits scenes? Because there were there were two of them. Now, some people, I think, watched the show that I talked to afterward, did not realize there was a second credit scene. So that's the one we're actually talking about with her in the cabin and reading the Darkhold Which, and stuff. That kind of confused me. So we see her in the cabin, and then we see her like, why is there two of her? So I watched it twice, because I was sort of half paying attention when I first watched it. And then, like, I had seen that the the her go in the kitchen and like make a tea like the pot of tea, and then when I kind of like looked down and looked up, she was in costume in the bedroom reading the book, and I was like, wait, what did what did I miss? And then when I watched it again, there were visible. You definitely see two people, and then yeah, I started I, to think about it, and she's doing what Doctor Strange did. She's yeah. reading the book subconsciously, using her magical powers, you, her astral oh, form, I whatever. Strange did that, but yeah, and, she's in the astral form. Okay, and and I thought it was interesting because maybe they're, maybe not. Again, don't want to read into things, but the only time they showed us uh, Doctor Strange doing that in his film 
was when his body was sleeping. Yes. She's able to do this while she's awake. Her physical yeah. body is, is able to go off, do what it needs to do, while her astral form is doing something completely separate, and those two consciousnesses are existing simultaneously. Yeah. And so I don't know if that's an allusion to, like, okay, at least in since the one time they showed us, you know, showed us uh, Doctor Strange doing it, does that mean that is an advancement uh, in, in that ability? Is that something he still can't do? Could he do it if he wanted to? Is 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 that... Giving us some, I mean, some in, sort of contrast between her abilities and his. In general, um, like they're on two different power levels. Mm -hmm. like he's not like, generally speaking, Doctor Strange is very powerful, but he is a tier below in any Marvel universe where mm -hmm. you would put the Scarlet Witch. He's just that. Next tier down from that tippity top tier, where you see beings like the Scarlet Witch, the Silver Surfer, um, you know, and they, they, even above them, there's another tier with other beings. Mm -hmm. That I think the only one they've mentioned officially is the Living Tribunal. But you have that going on, where I think it's just she's just more powerful than him, and. She's able to do things he's not. Well, they name um, they they yeah, name drop that in the show. Like Agatha tells her, yeah. the book says you are more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, is it going to be a situation where she does something else stupid with the book because she doesn't know what she's doing with it? Most definitely. <laughs> does she open a gate yes. to hell? You know, <laughs> and... Uh, I mean, that's literally what could happen if it's the Mephisto route. Well, I, I is... just I love that we just spent like the first twenty minutes talking about how we shouldn't automatically take the little details and jump to wow. far conclusions. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm already is, there. Is, is, I, yeah. is this what we're doing? Yes, yes, those four things. Yeah, she's definitely opening a gate to hell. It's not. <laughs> I mean, there's no other possible acceptable <laughs> thing that happens. If she doesn't open a gate to hell, it sucks. Well, like, you know, like Mike likes to do, we're just going to throw shit at the wall and just to have it on record. So if one of us happens to be right somewhere down the line, we can point at this and say, yes, see? Yeah. Called it. Superman crossover. It could happen. <laughs> Mike, I sent um, a, uh, a text to Brian. If it happens. I sent a text to Brian as I was watching the finale and said, uh, you called the Darkhold in our last discussion and I, I didn't even occur to me. Good job. And... By the end of the episode, um, I was really just for his sake, especially since he championed Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for so many years, and I didn't get into it till basically they aired the last season last year. I just watched it as like a, a quarantine show, basically. Um, I was really hoping for his sake that there would be some one-sentence thing <laughs> in Agatha's, like, just to explain, like, where did the Darkhold uh, uh, end? if you will, like in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. storyline, and she has it. So give me like one sentence as to how those two things got bridged, and, and I think he would have loved that and lost his shit over it, but alas, oh, I definitely would have, yes. Oh, oh I, I stole it, this off of whoever it was that had it last on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, yeah anything. Like found, I had to pry this from found their it in a facility, came across such and such, something. found myself in this part of the world, just some illusion to it that is... That would that would have been strong enough that fans of the show would have known what it meant. Um, yeah. 
but I was really hoping for your sake, Brian, that, that they would have given you that. And that's, you know, now it, because it's confirmed it is the Darkhold, now it still raises the same questions I had the last time. Is it the Darkhold from TV or is it the MCU's like movie version of the Darkhold? Like that's still undecided for me. Oh, I got you. Because those are still there's yeah, two I mean, different ways to spin it. Either they're they're crafting their own mythology out of this book now, starting here, mm-hmm. or it's got a little bit of history from TV and they've brought it into this show. Like that's right. where I'm still unsure. Yeah, I would assume we'll find that out when it turns up next. I, like I don't think that's something like you're gonna have to wonder about. I'm hoping as to whether or not it's tied in. Well, I'm saying I think you'll get an answer. I don't know that you're gonna get the answer you want. You know what I mean? But I think you'll get an answer one way or the other based on what happens with it next. Because, I mean, just visually, the the front of the book is different. Yeah. Like, they have, like, almost like an Illuminati-type script on the front of the book on the TV show, so it reads almost the same frontward, backward, upside down, right side up, whatever. The one in the show, in WandaVision, is basically just a symbol that can be taken the same way. Like, you switch it around, it looks the same no matter how you look at it, but it's just a symbol. There's not text on the front of the book. So it's definitely designed differently, but you know, dark magic book, I could explain that away as, you know, it changes its shape based on the user or something, you know, something stupid like that. I could buy that. Yeah. I mean, if they can change, uh, Colonel Rhodes there <laughs> from one person to another person, a, the appearance of a book on the outside, it's dude, it's a very minimally important at all. Yeah. It, F- it fingers went, crossed. It, it went through Wanda's barrier changed its molecular <laughs> makeup slightly or its visual appearance done got a higher budget to make it look better yeah that's and... well that's definitely what happened yes <laughs> it definitely had some added effects that the tv show did not yeah i mean i guess it, for me like you, you had posed the questions about the dealings with ghost rider does ghost rider come into it anytime you're talking about mephisto ghost rider's a possibility oh, damn it i forgot we brought that up that was so far off <laughs> Well, no, but I'm saying, like, still, the Darkhold turns up, it's it's related. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. A lot of these things are related, and, you know, we don't have a slated Ghost Rider movie or show, but it doesn't mean he's not going to show up as a character. Uh, we were close to Which version, you know, do you get? Do you get the Robbie Reyes? Do you get, you know, Johnny Blaze? What do you, I like... If we get the multiverse and Nick Cage comes back, I was just gonna say I think we I think we need there. the multiverse like the 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 Spider Man No Way Home version of uh, Ghost Rider. <laughs> um, I mean I I'm down for that. So we kind of dove, dove into that second scene. What about the the first end credit scene, which was uh, Jimmy Woo leading the charge for the FBI, and then uh, we got Monica going into the theater and talking to a scroll. I thought that was fun. I think that's your Captain Marvel 2 lead-in. Yep. So that you people remember, oh, yes, we know. I know we were told before, but she has that relation. She's a little girl. She knows them. Let's remind you. And now she's, you know, the moment she came back, she wanted to get back into space. Well, let me ask you this. Is is Nick Fury in Captain Marvel 2? Do we know that? Uh, I don't think much has been announced about that. Because the scroll tells her, your friend knows you've been grounded. He wants to see you. Well, it could be Kalos. Or Talos. Talos, yeah. Uh, See, I assumed it was Fury. I I, I assumed she was talking to Fury. I assumed she meant Carol. And that was a gut reaction, too, until they used the pronoun he. 
So it's got to be a yeah, guy. Right. Probably, yeah. Um So yeah, I we... I thought about the, you know, I forgot about the uh the about Talos. Ta- Talos? Talos? I think it's Talos. Talos. The only at least IMDb listed actors for Captain Marvel 2 are Monica, Carol, uh, they've announced um, Ms. Marvel because she's going to have be have her own Disney Plus show. So the uh, young right. actress playing Kamala Khan. Oh, the Kamala Khan, Khan version. And nice. another actress named Zawi Ashton, who I do not know and does not have a character named. But those are the only four. Okay. Okay. Because I wonder if she'll she'll hit like uh, like I don't know when Secret Invasion happens, but if Fury is in Secret Invasion, she might show up there maybe first. Well, that's. That's slated to be a show as well, right? right? Yeah. I don't know the timeline on whether Secret Invasion or Captain Marvel Two is first. I'm not sure. Yeah, I haven't. I didn't do my research to look at that either, but that's a thought. Well, at- well, whichever it is, I'd say yes to either one, whichever's next. I th- yeah, I think whatever comes first is fair game. Yeah. I mean, yeah. at at the moment, again, just going by what IMDb has credited professionals with, the only writing credits for Captain Marvel Two lists the two people that says based on characters created by so like the script writers aren't even listed and yet i think this thing is supposed to be out like next summer (laughs) they have a director i I remember them announcing a director yeah yeah but who did uh, they get to direct is it nia it's not i mean it's not either of the two that did the first one no no it's uh nia da costa um who did uh the Candyman remake that got okay. that got delayed that we're waiting to come out. And she has other things, but uh, that's probably the easiest one to point to. Okay. Well, I I would say there, there's probably a lot going on there that we don't know about in terms of production and things like that. But who knows? Maybe they changed their plan. And as far as I knew, there was a lot of those dates that weren't solid. I mean, it was hard and enough people to... People were assuming what was assigned to the date. Like, there's a date for a movie, but people were assuming which movie it was going to be. Well, I'm trying no, to remember... It being official. I, like, I the, think the, the Disney the announcements investors... we covered the one time when they were just tweeting out, like, this is coming. This is, you know, a series that's coming. This is a sort of date that we're getting. Like, they were putting out dates for a lot of that stuff, but I don't remember what all those dates were. Well, they all got changed. That Well, that yeah. Not, not I mean, this December. stuff was hard enough to track even when we had solid release dates for all this stuff. The fact that these things keep changing, I definitely can't keep track of what's coming when. Yeah, because, I mean, that was... When did they do that? That was, like, last year in the spring, wasn't it? No. That was, the, like, right before everything kind of hit. Well, right? they, they did one... Yeah, they did one earlier, but then the, like, investors call in December when they announced a bunch of the new projects. I think that's the one they, I'm thinking they, of, yeah. They did give... For for some of them that were already known, they did give tentative, at least month target right. release dates, like month and year target releases for many of them. I thought Captain Marvel 2 was one of them, but uh, yeah. I, I'm not sure, honestly. I thought what you were talking about, Brian, was when they were doing the Disney Plus thing, when they were trying to promo Disney Plus and they put out, they announced like... 200 different Disney projects that were all <laughs> right. going yeah, on Yeah, I was thinking, time. I was thinking, Josh had it right i was thinking the investors call that they were tweet like announcing all those star wars shows coming to disney plus and stuff they did all all that with the investor call right um but i i I actually thought that i mean i was pleasantly surprised that the 
character that leads Monica into the theater um, ended up being a scroll, and from what it looked like, it might have been the same female scroll who's like Talos's wife. Maybe I'd have to watch like, Captain Marvel again, and <laughs> yeah. Like, it, she plays such a small role in that movie, like, Talos' wife. Like, yeah. she's there, but... When it's it's that, that... She's not really a focal point. I think I think Talos' wife is the same character who ends up being Maria, Maria Hill, Hill in Spider-Man. Yeah. At the end, they reveal that Fury okay. and Maria Hill were Talos and his right. wife the whole time. And I think that female scroll is the same one that we see with Monica now at the end of this i could, could be wrong maybe it's either neither here nor there but um i was actually i thought she was going to lead her in there and i thought carol was going to be there uh, okay yeah, yeah. I, I i figured they were using like the moment she takes her away from everything and they go in the theater i'm like oh okay they're isolating monica this is going to be somehow captain marvel centric um and i actually thought yeah for for one way or another carol was going to be there like welcome back that's you know, because they really haven't even established if they've seen each other since she flipped back in. Right. And they also alluded to possibly some tension between them or, or something. So, so something in Monica related to that era of her life or Carol or her mother or something. Could have just been as simple as, you know, that one episode where they, like, mention Carol and she gets stiff. And it could have just been because that reminds her of her mom and her mom passed away. I'm not sure. It could be that simple, right. but... Right. That, that's that's well, like maybe I said, left I to be discovered. I think I said then, too, was that as far as we know, the last time they saw each other was when she was a teeny little girl. That could be it, too. And Carol left, and maybe she's just pissed that Carol never came back. Yeah. <laughs> like, we don't know. We have no yeah, I think that, information. That's going to be probably part of the relationship that uh, will get explored in the sequel. Yeah. Um, Speaking one real thing... quick of... Go, go real quick of that, because... She, we're talking about the, the the theater that Monica's taken into. Someone else, oh, the the director discussion that I mentioned that I listened to recently. Someone who was interviewing him pointed this out, and I never would have caught this in a million years. And this was so creative of, of the producers. The once the spell is broken on the town, the marquee on the movie theater is a reference to Rutger Hauer's character in Blade Runner. Okay. What does it say? Um, I, I, I didn't even pay any attention to it. But. Yeah, his. I'd have to go back to find, I think whatever his character name is in Blade Runner, I think his name is on the marquee. And there's some piece of dialogue that someone says that then relates that. Like, you know, his like, famous like just before he dies scene and yeah the, the speech in the rain right in the and... rain the tears and the rain and all that stuff someone says something that alludes to that i'd have to go back and listen to to the interview piece again but it's like for whoever put that together on their own that was genius yeah i did i did i missed I, it i paid no attention to the billboard i <laughs> didn't even wow that's interesting it's one of the, the nice little tidbits that get thrown into some things sometimes because, you know, that's somebody that's a super fan of Blade Runner and was like, you know what, we're going to do this. And was it the director of that episode? Was it a writer of the show? Who knows? Who knows who's responsible? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'd like to know. 
because I like the cut of their jib. <laughs> um, one thing I kind of want to revisit, you know, sort of how we opened and like our expectations and stuff like this. I think um, one of the points I wanted to make was that, yes, a lot of it is our fault, I think, for, for extrapolating theories and really digging into some of that stuff. But I will place the blame on Marvel for one specific thing, and that is casting Evan Peters in the show. <laughs> because, that was just a dick with us. Yeah. There, there is, if he turns out to ultimately be nothing, Ralph, like who the hell is Ralph Boner? Nobody, not no bearing in what the well, show is. He's a strong man who grew up with the last name Boner. Fair. That that creates a strong person. But you don't cast him in this show as Quicksilver and not have everyone go, "What the fuck is happening? Fox's X Men are coming!" Like we, they did that to us on purpose. So I'm I'm completely Absolutely. blaming Marvel for that shit. Uh, yeah, I mean, they knew the buzz that would create putting him there, and that's why they did it. But they did it in an underhanded way, and I actually kind of liked how they handled it at the end, as opposed to opening up this can of worms that the multiverse would be if it was that version of Pietro, which is just Peter in those movies. But it like if it was actually him... That opens up a really big can of worms that they then have to deal with in a narrative that I don't blame them for not wanting to. See, I really thought Marvel had the balls to do it, and that's why I was putting a lot of weight there. I personally, I mean, I like the idea of it because, first of all, if they were going to take one single character out of those movies and bring them into these movies, they chose the one. Yeah, it was it was an opportunity that they just couldn't pass up. Like whoever had the idea, right. they're like, "We could do this. This is the only way it would make sense, and it's the only one we can get away with in this way." I agree yeah, with you that right. they probably realized through some part of production of what the side effect of something like that could be in the minds of viewers, but it was still like get, they can't erase the you know previous 20 years of filmmaking on these properties so the best they can do is play fun with it and they did right yeah not fun enough though because they (laughs) didn't i think i said during the episode when we discussed him showing up which was that the first episode we recorded yeah because we started after after five yeah right so we discussed that and i said then I don't remember my exact words, but if we don't get a Quicksilver slow-mo music compilation scene, zero out of ten. Which (laughs) I do have to stand by my word on my final rating of the show. You brought this guy back. He's famous as a character in those movies for those scenes. They bring him in for those scenes and then they send him on his way, except for like the last fight with Apocalypse. You never see him again. You know, Days of Future Past, he's there, he does the thing, they laugh, it's funny, he's gone. Right. They do the same thing in Apocalypse. He saves them from the explosion, they, oh, it's out, and then he's gone. Here, you have this opportunity to put him in this 90s setting and do this, and just continue that trend, and they don't. And it was just disappointing. I think it was... That I am truly disappointed by. But it had to be, in retrospect, it probably had to be an intentional use, because you had to... That that would even more solidify the 
the the parallels of who he is that he is quicksilver from the fox x-men right universe and, i mean and, it and all gets break... wrote off as ralph boner at the end though because of the I know. control I know. going on and he could have been running around the neighborhood doing menial tasks to keep wanda happy and during this sequence it didn't have to be him saving the day it could have I been agree. I him agree, under I... mind control as pietro running around getting like collecting pumpkin seeds who gives a shit what he's doing I, but I just running it. around doing all these random tasks you know maybe he's why everybody's getting their lawn cut hmm. okay you know i don't know i'm just i'm just putting it out there like it, it would have just been a fun scene and it didn't have to have a deeper narrative meeting they were writing off everything he did as ralph boner anyways yeah fair um, I don't know if this is going to spawn some sort of larger discussion, but Ian told me to bring it up. So one of the oh previous boy. episodes we did, uh, Ian shared with us a bit of what his mom thought of the show. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. So I guess he followed up with her around the finale and he said, like, you better put this in the show. So she texted him <laughs> oh, like one night over the weekend, basically saying, I'm going to bed. I'm going to watch WandaVision and go to bed. The before next message you, after you... that. Before you share this, can I, can, can I, I don't know if like raise a question. Um, I move that we consider texts from our parents related <laughs> to the, the, the projects that we're talking about to become a normal segment. I, I'm fine with that. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to <laughs> poke your parents for what they think of what's going on and in, in, in the pop culture sphere like this. Yeah. I'm all for it. Right. I gotta find somebody and call them dad so I can ask them <laughs> questions because I don't text my parents. <laughs> um. So yeah, she goes to she's gonna watch Wandavision. She goes to bed the next morning. The literal next text after that is, "I did not like how Wandavision ended." <laughs> okay. Which brings me to something that I sort of want to discuss, uh, which is, great. and it's maybe a point we talked about before. Can someone who has not watched any other MCU stuff actually enjoy this show for what it is? Or do you need to see the other properties to have that backstory, we... to have that stuff, to get into this show? Granted, I don't know if she's into that stuff to begin with. Like, maybe this stuff is okay, not... Okay, that, that's what I was going to ask, was do we know if she's seen the other stuff I know she has not. not seen the other MCU stuff. Ian has said that. But what I don't know okay. is if his mom actively seeks this stuff out. Like, if she, if that's even in her wheelhouse of stuff to watch. Okay. But I also think it's a it's an interesting social experiment and something that I've it's why we do the whole like uh you know virgin watches for certain things. Like someone that has not been exposed to this stuff before, can they come to sure. it without any experience or backstory and still get the same uh enjoyment out of it as someone else does? And you know, we've grown up with all this stuff. We've watched all 25 movies or whatever the hell is in this MCU now and we've been waiting for the show to come out so we have all that backstory going in. Same thing with The Mandalorian. I mean, I was I'm curious about people started, that don't but... watch Star Wars watching The Mandalorian, but it's the same kind of idea. It's someone that just starts with this show because it's on Disney+, Plus. it's in the zeitgeist, people are talking about it, they want to watch it, but then they ultimately come out of it saying, I don't know what the hell I just watched. Yeah, uh, on that respect, I'd say one division, no, Mandalorian, yes. As far as needing backstory to watch one or the other. As far as can somebody that's never seen it before enjoy okay. it. WandaVision, I would say no. It's not going to make sense in the terms of the entire show. They may be able to enjoy an episode or two at the start of the show when they're hopping around and they're like 
seeing the different old sitcoms pop up and things like that yeah. and have that fun part of it. When they start to dig into the meteor narrative of what's really going on, it's not going to make any sense. Whereas yeah, I the Mandalorian, that. I think you can you don't need the background. Yeah, I think I think I largely agree with that because I was I was even telling Nina it's like well, at the very least, I feel like you'd need to watch Infinity War and Endgame before watching this show. But to even get yeah. the enjoyment out of those two movies, it's like well, you kind of need to watch all the other stuff before that because of what's happened to these characters up to that point and what's going on with everybody else and like that might satisfy Wanda and Vision, but like the other characters that are in Infinity War and Endgame, you need all their stuff to really appreciate those movies. So it it gets to be very compounded. So, yeah, I agree with you. I don't I my my thing is, yes, I say Mandalorian you could probably jump into this show specifically. I think you need to watch MCU stuff, which is a tall order for some people if they want to get into this. And maybe at the very least if they come out of this saying, "I'm not quite sure what happened, but I like this show as a whole," that will prompt people to go back on Disney Plus and start watching some of this. Hell, you finish every episode of WandaVision you finish, it wants you to watch Age of Ultron. It pops up next every time I've watched one of these episodes. So hopefully someone <laughs> yeah, pushes that on themselves. Yeah, I, I think you're right because it's not it, it's not just dependent on the previous actual storylines, which to a fair degree it definitely is, but the emotional weight of why she is so sad, why she is reacting this way, and why the degree that it is getting to her this much is reasonable. Yes. That it, it, it that you can connect to that, whether you agree or disagree with how someone, you know, handling grief would choose to do these things is beside the point. Right. Following why it makes sense that somebody would take these actions if you if yeah if if you don't have that aspect of the background you would yeah i agree you would need if if you just wanted this you absolutely you have you have to do ultron civil war and infinity war and endgame you have to do those four I think and yeah, those it, would be the bare minimums to get into this show. You 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 can you can bypass the whole Jarvis background and and whatnot, but um, it, you need all the things to deal with Wanda and Vision. And Vision, yeah, you really do. Um, to for, get for into Wanda Vision, at least I want to say it makes sense, but for it to justify and 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 I hate to like so you can feel her feels. No, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you know, it, 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 understanding everything she's doing is only going to make sense knowing all of that, unfortunately. And if, and if that's, if, if someone was doing that, and they agree, like, okay, I'm gonna watch these things, even though I know that these four things have each have ten other ones related to them. If I can keep the blinders on, and know that I, in the end, I just need to take out what I need to about these two then that would be sufficient enough. Well, and I think this presents itself as the real challenge Marvel's going to have going forward in the future with their MCU. It's the same thing that the comics ran into eventually, and DC responded to it by starting the new 52, mm -hmm. giving new 
people a jumping on point where, listen, you don't got to catch up on everything else that's happened. You can come right in on whatever this is. And you don't have to have seen any of the rest. You're good to watch this. And from here forward, it's going to work for you. Now, do I think that's coming anytime soon? No. But eventually, they're going to hit that point where these movies are, you know, Iron Man's 25, 30 years old, and they're still making MCU movies. And You start looking at the timeline, and you have to start watching 50 things, and someone hasn't started that yet. <laughs> they're going to go, fuck you, I'm not doing that. <laughs> right. And they, they need that spot where they can say, okay, just start here, and you'll know what's going on now. Yeah. Eventually, they're going to come to that point, and this show and what you're saying, Brian, really points to that is in terms of like, we're starting anew after this ridiculously long break from Marvel content. And we, the first thing we start off with is something that new people aren't going to get. Yeah. Falcon and winter soldier might be a lot better for that. I think it will. I be. think so too. Yeah. Um, although there's parts of it, I know that are coming. Not to spoil anything that are going to be, um, you're going to need background. I'm sure any certain things will help, but I'm, like I said, I'm thinking, I'm expecting, I'm expecting this, like I said, to be much more self-contained and the scope of what it's trying to achieve to not be as, um, I hate to say it, like not as impactful to as, as large of an area of the rest of the universe as it, you know what so, Wanda potentially is meant to be don't you spoil for anything that, for I, me mike i no, no no i was just going to ask have you seen the trailer because i know brian did not i think i might have watched i think the super the bowl one was the most recent one one i, well, I did around that yeah they had like a that. two minute spot that they put on youtube after the 30 second spot on the super bowl I saw the 32nd piece, whatever that was. I think I saw that very first one, and I don't remember Jack about it. There's some interesting things that are going to happen. If you watch the two-minute trailer, there's things that are going to tie to the bigger universe, for sure. Yeah, I think, Josh, I guess my impression of the show is going to be not that it doesn't tie into the larger universe, but it's going to be more straightforward and less trippy. Like, this sure. show is weird as hell. Right. And yeah. for someone that doesn't know the MCU, like, like you know, if Ian's mom hasn't watched any MCU stuff and comes into this show to be the first exposure to the MCU, and it's weird as fuck. Yeah. Like, that does not give you a sense of what the MCU is. I think Falcon and Winter Soldier right. is really going to hit more home as to what the MCU is, or, like, what we've, mostly what we've experienced up to this point. Mm-hmm. A little more, but just maybe just easier to follow. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, uh, yeah, I, I have not seen the expanded preview. That's that's got Paula's name written all over it. <laughs> there, there, all I'll say is there was one thing that you know I'm a grown man, but it made me go squee. So, <laughs> well, and th there was one part of it where I I did that. I'm not. We'll talk about what that was later. Yeah, I'm sure you know. You guys in, have in, seen things. I don't. I don't know how long before we're going to start talking about on the on the show, depending on maybe what they do week to week. But I'm sure we will be revisiting that show at some point. Yeah, I mean, I would assume we'd treat it the same way we treat this one. 
Yeah, we'll see how how what you know what kind of a start it gets off to. It kicks off in like if it kicks off in like the first two weeks and shit's hitting the fan and you're like, what the hell's going on? Then we might have to talk about it. But if it doesn't kick off until like midway through the series, we'll kind of try to jump in there. Well, I mean, it it took to the Pietro reveal of Evan Peters right. to right <laughs> get us to yeah, be like, oh boy, now we need to talk about this. Yeah, that um, one. Just I mean, looking forward for a moment. That one is slated to only be six episodes. And I am hoping that they are that they end up being on the longer end, like forty five minutes to an hour, or at least yeah. a solid, solid thirty minutes before credits. Because if you're only doing six, you got to hopefully squeeze a lot of storytelling and not a lot of fluff. Yeah, into that. Yeah, I, from what I saw, I'm just guessing budget and all that wise from what I've seen in the trailer. You're probably looking at the shorter end. Okay. Um, just because it looked very high budget. And I don't think you're getting six hours of high budget action like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Fair. You know. Um, I don't really have too many other notes. I think the only thing I have that I sort of just wanted to bring up because we didn't really talk about it specifically was just the structure of episode eight. Which was the flashback through Wanda's life. Mm, yeah. All of those scenes. I fucking loved that. It was good. And I loved the way they, they transitioned uh, like between scenes. I loved the way that was directed, that was shot. I loved that they sort of started explaining like the retconning of like Wanda possibly having witch powers even when she was younger. So you could still... It's not really a retcon. Well, I mean like up until then, you're still led to believe she does not get powers until she's experimented on with the Mind Stone. Right. But it's kind of the thing where, like like I said before, technically now she can be a mutant. Right, and I think this is and... just further proof that they could they could spin it that way if they want to, yeah. Right, that's, that's what I mean, because, you know, the mutations are always triggered by some major, you know, stressful event that happens to them, and that's what we see here. Yeah. So maybe that's... It, both of those things happened at once with the Mind Stone giving her some power and really augmenting what she already had. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so anyway, was, I just want to touch I, that. I, I, I dug all that. I loved it. Yeah, I, the I thing, uh The thing I'd touch on that I loved was the, um, the nod in Episode 9 back to her original uh, way of being, the movement. They show her with mm -hmm. like that horror movie twitchy ass movement. Oh yeah, yeah. When she like like sneaks up on Agatha at the one point where like oh I fucking love that they brought that back because I love that part of it in uh, Ultron. Yeah, like that part of what they did with her was really awesome. And absolutely, an aspect of her personality and the way to present her, you know, her interaction with the metaphysical world and the people around it and whatnot. And they never did it again. Yeah. And yeah. that's, you know, I know I've said this piece before, but when I heard like Scott Derrickson left Doctor Strange 2 around possibly the notion that it was going in less of a horror movie route than I would love to see, him combining some of those elements, like I would love, I would love the marriage of those too. like give me yeah. much more of wanda being a creepy creeper and his horror movie background like you could do some really cool stuff i'm not even a horror movie fan but i wanted that too 
So, what, yeah, the way they teased it, it that, I was looking forward to It fits Doctor Strange. Um, oh, there was one other shot, too, in the, in the, in the episode nine that when it happened, I'm like, why does that look familiar? And then it wasn't until like watching someone react to it on YouTube and they just called it out right when they saw it. And I was like, oh, that's what it's from. When they're in the town square and the family's there, like all ready to fight and the camera kind of like zooms in on them and kind of goes up a little bit. Does anyone recognize what that shot might be a homage to? I'm trying oh, to remember um, the yeah, moments on the show that you're talking no, about. I saw the same thing. It's um, I it, I didn't get it myself. It's uh, the Incredibles. Yes, it totally feels like the incredible shot when they're in the woods. Like I was just waiting for the like every time I watch it now and it pans up like that, I could just hear the like da 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 like the incredible theme like coming out like I'm ready for it now because like Vision sitting there ready to karate chop someone and I'm like why does Vision look like a dumbass like that? He never <laughs> fucking puts his hands out like that. So I I just I love that little homage. I thought that was cool. Um. But I think that's pretty much all I had. It's all the bullet points I had. So anything else you guys want to touch on to sort of wrap up here? Um, the only other thing that I have down is a minor complaint. That we don't really get an explanation as to why and how Moanica gets her powers. Other than like, oh, she went through the hex and that just did it. That seems, I don't know, weak. I, I to me like I, I was not I'll buy it. I was I hoping mean, there was something if more. If you gotta to it. do it, that's a I think that's the best way to explain it for right now. I I have no problem buying it that way. I am I just hope that there's more flushed out about it later because initially they made it seem like she was the only one. Yeah. And now yeah. it's ha we understand it has happened to hundreds of people. And so if the same thing is not going to happen to those hundreds of people, why her? Yeah. Because it seemed like they were finding the irregularities after she was thrown out the first time. Right. Right. So it was immediate. Like you, you got pulled in, you got spit back out. And now, now we see this. Now you've gone back in again. And like the transformation is complete in a way after that like re-entry, but yeah, it's it, this again. We've talked about this before, and even on this show, talk about the rules. I need to understand the rules. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what we don't even really see her use her power, we just see that she has it. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's not really like fleshed out as to what photon can do and what caused it. So maybe there's something else that's going to happen to her and that was just a catalyst to make it possible. I can Quite see possibly. that too. I'd buy it. If that happens, I think I'll be more accepting of it as opposed to she went through this barrier and it did weird stuff to her. Yeah, yeah. I guess at this point we just gotta see where she ends up next. What show or movie. Yeah. Uh, Josh, did you have anything else you want to touch on that we didn't? No, I don't think so. Like I said, I'll just end with... Uh, I. I, I think it's going to be valuable again to just sit down and plow through the show again in like one or two sittings um i mean collectively it's really like again take out the credits and whatnot it's really not all that long and right. if you got a weekend for your like a saturday afternoon you can get through most of it um and i'm just looking forward to probably in enjoying it again yeah it was pretty good nice oh i will say real quick the one moment that i i think i had a so like a an audible out loud like oh <laughs> moment 
when her and Agatha are having their sky battle. And then she reveals that she ruined the walls of the oh, X. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, oh, that's a good callback. And that wasn't too long ago. And she learned from you. And that's badass. Oh, some shit's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Um, all right. Well, I guess that's, uh, I think we can all pretty favorably, like we said, and we've all enjoyed the show. I don't, I'm not going to give it a rating. I don't think, yeah. I don't think we should rate the series other than like, yeah, it was good. I approve. Thumbs up, thumbs down is yeah. a simple thing. You don't, I mean, it's a series. It's not a movie. Um, all right. So I guess that's it for, for us in WandaVision. Um, we will, like I said, I'm sure we will be back at some point to talk Falcon and Winter Soldier. I don't know how soon. Uh, we'll see what goes on in the series when when we think we've hit a point to feel like we need to get together and talk about it. Um, so I'm sure that will be coming. But the next episode we'll be doing, which is one I think we're all so excited about, is for our next Rewind Theater. We will be watching 2019's The Kitchen that hit the wheel the I'm last sorry, time Dad, we, I'm sick. we played. <laughs> I can't go to school today. Yeah, I think we're all... It's just going to be like pulling teeth to get everybody to watch this one and, and see. You know, I don't know, maybe really, really should not leave the these sentiments to the listeners like, yeah, come back soon. We're going to talk about something. We, we, we don't know. Most of us, I don't think any of us have seen this one. So we might be no. pleasantly surprised. There might be something to talk about. That's, that's what I was going to add with. The expectations are very low. So it could be very enjoyable. Who the hell knows? <laughs> we'll have to see. I'll leave a seed for the viewers to get them to come back since it sounds so depressing. I'm going to watch a completely different movie and discuss it as though it was The Kitchen when we do this I think this Josh episode. is going to bitch slap you through the screen if you do that. <laughs> I, I, I I was almost going to say um, in our in our chat when one of you said that, like, okay, you know what? Automatically, you're in charge of the summary. <laughs> I don't know. Andy volunteered Good, for this You one. know what? Make, I kind of feel like we need to let him have this one. Put in charge of the summary and you're going to get Commando. <laughs> What about Commando? We're going to do Schwarzenegger and Commando. <laughs> that, that'll be the summer you get. <laughs> Leave me in charge. No, but it's fun for the uh, listeners. You guys can guess in the comments uh, as to what movie I discuss instead of The Kitchen. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's where we're going to leave this one. Uh, if you've enjoyed the show, please support us. Leave a five-star rating and review. Be sure to give us a share on social media. You can follow or subscribe to the show wherever, hopefully, you find the podcast, which includes Spotify, iTunes, Google, Anchor, Stitcher. Um, you can find us on Facebook. Search Bry Guy and Super Friends or go to facebook.com slash Friends. Uh, you can send us questions, comments, topics, topic suggestions, um, any of the stuff you like or don't like, let us know. We can hit us up there. Uh, feel free to send us an email, bryguysuperfriends at gmail.com. It's legit. It works. It's there. I won't check it, but, you know, two years from now, maybe I'll see it. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at bgsuperfriends. That works. We'll, we'll definitely see that one. And, uh, feel free to follow me on Twitch if you would like. Uh, I am Jedi Bry Guy on there. Jedi with an I, Bry with a Y. Uh, the few times we've gone live and actually done shows you know, streamed it live as we recorded. Uh, we've done them on that, that Twitch page. So if we ever do one again, that's where that will be. Um, other than that, on behalf of Josh, Mike, and myself, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.